well, well, well. HMS not only won the race, but they came out there and they showed everybody that they are the new nation of domination by sweeping the top four positions. We're going to talk about that and so much more right here on The Wave Around. What's going on, everybody? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Wave Round, your weekly podcast from the mind of an everyday average Joe, bringing you everything NASCAR and NASCAR-related. This episode this week, as you know, is brought to you by Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia. Sandwich Man Racing, where fans become family. Check them out right now at SandwichManRacing.com. Alright, so it is Tuesday, it is May 18th, and we are two days away uh, from the domination that was HMS over there in Dover. Yes, HMS showed up, did the damn thing, and took the top four spots. You know this man right here is super excited. I know everybody that supports the bow tie and supports HMS is super excited. A lot of fans are saying HMS is back. I don't think they really went anywhere. I just think they took a little break for a couple of years. But it sure does show that they are back. All signs are pointing that they are back. Chad Knauss over there is like the uh, the president or whatever you call it of competitions or whatever the heck his title is now. And guess what? Since he's took over that role, which just happens to be this year, Hendrick Motorsports is doing their thing. We have William Byron with like his 11th top 10. We have Alex Bowman, who becomes only the second driver to have repeat wins after Martin Truex Jr., who has three. Alex Bowman now has two. Kyle Larson once again dominated stage one and stage two. His crew kind of cost him the race there. But hey, I mean, all four crews, pit crews for Hendrick Motorsports were doing their thing. So it was super exciting. We're going to dive into that just a little bit later, but let's just talk this weekend. I don't know about you, but I had an excellent weekend. It was a great weekend. Um, As you may or may not know, I live down here in Indianapolis, Indiana. So this weekend we had the Indy Grand Prix, which kind of kicks off their uh, month of May uh, activities before the big race at the end of the month with the Indy 500. So I got me some tickets. Um... Got uh, took my wife and my two out of the three boys over there to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you have not been to that speedway, I highly, highly suggest it. Why? Because it is the racing capital of the world, as they say. And come on, it's Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's historic. It's it's awesome. Ever since Roger Penske has taken over this track, oh man, it's great. I mean, he bought it, what, last year? They didn't have fans last year or whatever, so this is the first time they had fans at Indianapolis Motor Speedway since this pandemic has started, and that atmosphere is amazing. Super, super amazing. I mean, everything down to, like, the volunteers, the the the, uh, the people in the yellow shirts, to uh, just the overall atmosphere of the, the track is it's amazing. I highly, highly suggest it. So anyways, as I was saying... Went ahead, got me some tickets, went down and watched the Indy Grand Prix. So, 
I mean, it was on the road course, so uh, one of the reasons why I went, I wanted to check out the road course because, yes, Xfinity ran the road course last year, but Cup is doing it for the first time this year. So that was mainly my primary focus, was trying to scout out seating areas for the road course, um, see what the layout is like, because each road course um, at these road course tracks is different, you know? So, yeah, went there. And uh, for IndyCar, what they do is they have about four or five races before the main event, which is pretty cool. Um, so you get to see these different like young drivers in IndyCar if you've never watched IndyCar or that type of open-wheel American racing before. So it's something new for me. I've never been to an IndyCar race. I've been to Formula One races down there in Austin um, for you know the, the American Grand Prix or whatever. Uh, never been to an Indy race. So I'm like, hey, I live in Indianapolis. I living here for a couple years, I need to go check out at least one or two races at IMS with the IndyCar. So that's what I did. I gave it a chance. Uh, not really too impressed. Yes, the cars sound cool. I mean, they sound pretty, you know, amazing or whatever. But I, I don't know if it was because it was the road course. Um, and from where we're sitting, you know, the vantage point or whatever, they, they shut down the infield mound so you couldn't really go walk around and get a better better view. They only had certain seating open. I don't know if it had to do with the seating, but from where I was sitting, they come down, you know, opposite down that front stretch, and then they go onto the road course or whatever. So I could see all those curves and turns and stuff like that. And then you had to watch the rest on the big screen, just like you have to do all the time at Indy unless you're sitting – um, between turn three and four or one and two, um, then you could see pretty much a lot of action. Anyhow, so I don't know if it was happened to do with just where I was sitting or if it was just any car in general, but there was just a lot of follow the leader. I mean, there was a few, uh, passing opportunities. They like to wait until the very end of the race to pass each other. Uh, but overall, I wasn't really impressed with the product on the track. The atmosphere at the track, however, was, like I said, amazing. Simply, simply amazing. Uh, you know, fans are pumped up. They, they play, you know, they pump up the crowd. They do a good job with all that. Um, the food's pretty decent, decently priced. Souvenirs are, you know, decently priced. They didn't have a lot of merchandise trailers that I saw. Um, at least not in the infield like they do every year with the, uh, with the brickyard. They have all the, the, uh, merchandise trailers. In the infield, right behind Gasoline uh, Alley. But this year, they had, you know, a couple, like one or two maybe. They had like Team Penske's little trailer on the outside of the track. And then they had Team Chevrolet. Uh, so I don't really follow, like I said, IndyCar. So I don't know which driver really to root for. Jimmy Johnson was there. So, of course, Mr. Seven Time, I'm going for him because he's the only name I recognized. Besides a couple, like I've heard names mentioned. Like Will Power, just because he has a sweet ass name. Uh, Scott Dixon, because I guess he's like the six time champion, so he's like their Jimmy Johnson of uh, IndyCar. Then you had, of course, Roman Grosjean, who's in Formula One. I do watch Formula One a lot, so I knew those names. But yeah, like I said, I mean it was, it was a great weekend. You know, got to see a race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So hey, that was cool. It was an IndyCar, but you know, I don't know. I, I might go check out the Indy Five Hundred. And uh, see how that goes, because I heard that's a lot, a lot better atmosphere. 
Um, and there's going to be more fans, about 130,000, which is only 40% of fans. So imagine next year, hopefully, when there's like 300 plus thousand fans, how that place is going to be. So anyways, that was my weekend besides NASCAR. So of course, I did not get to watch the Xfinity race, but I did watch the highlights. So let me tell you, crazy Crazy. Austin Cindric is your winner. Was that like his third win? So Austin Cindric is pretty much showing everybody that, hey, I'm coming for Cup next year. I'm coming for that 21 ride, which they announced last year. So that would be pretty, pretty cool. So not only did Austin Cindric win your Xfinity race, but Junior Motorsports sweeps the four Dash for Cash races. Noah Gregson, as you know, won the first three. And Josh Berry, um, Saturday with his second place finish, won the Dash for Cash. So that was $400,000 that Junior Motorsports pretty much just got into their pockets. So good, good for them. That's definitely going to help... you know, I don't know how they break it down between drives. I'm pretty sure Junior and, and Kelly take majority of that check. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to help out Junior Motorsports going into the future. So, yeah. So we had, what, that big, huge wreck on lap 58 of the Xfinity race. Um, from what I saw, pretty freaking crazy. We had Jesse Little. He spun after making some contact uh, from Matt Mills there in the number five behind him. The number 92, Josh Williams, spins as well. And then the 13, Matt Jaskell, as we saw, ends up on the hood of Jesse Little's car. And they're just leaning on that inside wall. Brings out the red flag, which lasted about 10 minutes and 14 seconds. Then we get the restart. And then we see a uh, another wreck on lap 68. So the 11 and the 19 get together, battling for 14th. The 19 was that Jones spins out, and 11 gets collected, and both get damaged. Um, so those are pretty much the the, the crazy, uh, some of the wrecks that we saw. So we saw that big crazy wreck with Jesse Little, and Matt Jaskell ended up on top of his hood. And then we see the wreck with uh, Zane Smith and... Brandon Jones. So, like I said, your winner was Austin Sendrick, followed by Josh Berry. Justin Algeyer comes in third. AJ Allmendinger in fourth. Ty Gibbs in fifth. Harrison Burton in sixth. Michael Annette in seventh. Ryan Sieg in eighth. Daniel Hemrick in ninth. And Brandon Brown in tenth. That is your top ten results for the Dover Xfinity race. So Junior Motorsports has three out of his four cars in the top ten. So I find that pretty freaking cool. If uh, you know, kind of like a sign of things to come, because as we all know, yesterday my boys down there, or I'm sorry, Sunday my boys down there at Hendrick Motorsports just swept the top four, right? So. We had Mr. Alex Bowman ends up winning the race for his second win, right? Stage one was won by Kyle Larson. Stage two was won by Kyle Larson. So stage one, we had Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Joey Logano, Alex Bowman, Chris Buescher, and Brad Kozlowski. That was your top ten, all getting some stage points. Stage two, we see 
is when we saw that forming of the Hendrick of the cars coming in. So Kyle Larson finishes first, Chase Elliott second, Alex Bowman third, William Byron fourth. So there you go. That was like the preview of like, this is about to happen. Denny Hamlin in fifth, Kevin Harvick in sixth, Kurt Busch in seventh, Brad Kozlowski in eighth, Austin Dillon in ninth, and Tyler Reddick rounding up your top ten in stage two. Of course, let's go to the stage that matters, the third stage. Right, so, we on what was it, pretty much lap, I want to say lap 326 is when it all started happening, okay? Or, or lap 325, debris brings out the caution. You saw like an air hose or something right there. Um, so the 22, the number 22 from 14, number 41, 17, and 37 pit with everybody else staying out, okay? So down there on pit road, that is when it happened. So Alex Bowman's crew, his pit crew, just like just kicks, kicks ass yesterday. All right, he comes out first, beating Kyle Larson. On pit, off of pit road. So the 48 led the field from green on lap 331. All right. From the outside. Nine was on the inside. 24 was the third. And with Kyle Larson was in fifth. So he comes in fifth. Uh, so that pretty much, you know, happened. And then just from there, the 48 just, just held on to, uh, to get the win there. Given Hendrick Motorsports, like I said, it's, you know... Another win, and of course, sweeping the top four. So Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Joey Logano in fifth, Kevin Harvick in sixth, Denny Hamlin in seventh, Tyler Reddick in eighth, Daniel Suarez in ninth, and Cole Custer in tenth. And that is how the race went on Sunday. It was freaking amazing, man. I tell you, like I was just up and down in my chair, just chilling, just cheering. So, man. With that win, all right, Hendrick makes history. They become the first team to finish one, two, three, and four in the Cup Series since Roush Fenway Racing did it back in 2005, right? And then they were talking about um, in 97 at Daytona, Hendrick had one, two, and three. But this is the first time they finished, all right, this is the first time that Hendrick has finished one, two, three, and four in the Cup Series, like I said, since 2005. And with Alex Bowman's win, Hendrick Motorsports is now at 267 when it comes to career NASCAR Cup Series wins. The record is 268 by Richard Petty Motorsports. So it is safe to say that with the next, the, the, the string of races that are coming up, that not only is Hendrick Motorsports going to tie the record, but they will also surpass the record. And I'm telling you right now, when that happens... Your boy right here is going to be excited. It's going to be amazing. What'd you guys think? I thought it was amazing. I know, like, man, Hendrick Motorsports is back, people. They are back. And guess what we got next week? We got Circuit of the Americas. We have a 20-turn road course at Circuit of the Americas. They're calling it the Texas Grand Prix. Um, And it happens next week. And so, who is like the king of road courses? Chase Elliott. Who got to test early? Austin Dillon. Chase Elliott. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. They got to do some trial runs on the Circuit of the America tracks. So, they definitely might have an advantage. 
So, some other news that you might have missed. Team owner Rick Hendricks said Sunday right after the race that negotiations with Alex Bowman are underway for a contract extension, calling the situation a formality, that he would return to the number 48 Chevrolet next season with a multi-year contract in place. He quotes, we've already started. It should be done anytime, he said after the uh, after his banner day Sunday. We want Alex there. He wants to be there. It's kind of, at this point, just a formality. So there you have it. Alex Bowman wants to come back, and he will be back, according to owner Rick Hendrick, with a multi-year contract. Let's talk about some winners and losers of the Cup Series race at Dover. The winner, of course, is Rick Hendrick and his organization, Hendrick Motor Sports. They have never finished 1, 2, 3, and 4 in a cup race series until what we just saw at Dover. And we've already mentioned it. He is just one win behind tying Richard Petty for the all-time wins career wins by an organization at 268. So way to go, Rick Hendrick. Alex Bowman. He wins his second race of the season. He joins Martin Truex Jr. as the only drivers with multiple cup wins this year. And we've already mentioned it. They are talking about the contract extension. In fact, they're progressing the multi-year contract extension. So I would not be surprised if we hear something like tomorrow, um, like on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Who knows? Kyle Larson. He uh, he was a winner. He uh, led a career high, a, or a race high, I'm sorry, 263 laps and won both stages stages on the way to a runner-up finish. He scored more points, 55, than any other driver this past Sunday. Chase Elliott, he has his third-place finish, is his third top 10 in a row. So Chase Elliott's starting to show something. And this is also with him starting in the rear because of multiple inspection issues. What is going on over there? Come on. What is going on, Alan Gusta? I know you're trying to push, trying to get every advantage that you guys can, but these multiple inspections, these multiple starting from the back, it's it's pissing off a lot of fans on social media. I'll tell you that much. All right. Let's continue on. William Byron, he scores his 11th consecutive top 10 finish, and he finished fourth. All right. Joey Logano, he has fifth place finish, snaps a stretch of... Three consecutive races without a top 10. Kevin Harvick, his sixth place finish is his fourth consecutive top 10. And Austin Sidrick won Saturday's Xfinity race for his third win of the season. Here are your losers. Eric Almarola. Eric Almarola. It was like his fifth DNF this year. Oh, man, the season, I mean, it's just getting bad for him. He crashed. He had a crash again. It led to a uh, 37th place finish. It's the seventh time he's placed 29th or worse in 13 races this year. Kyle Busch had mechanical issues, caused him to fall eight laps down before the halfway mark. He went on to place 27th, finishing seven laps behind the leaders. He had placed in the top 10 in four of the last five races before this last Sunday. And Matt Jaskell, misfortune, struck in his third career X-Fanty series start this past Saturday. He was hit from behind as he slowed for a crash. Contact sent him down the track and his car climbed over Jesse Little's car, ending both their days. Also, some news just came out. 
According to Adam Stern, NASCAR teams have been informed by Nielsen that moving car number decals from the center of their doors would result in added sponsor value, increasing expectations that a change will be made after this season. So for all you uh, purists out there who are crying on social media, saying that, oh, we don't want the, the number moved further back like they did at the all-star race guess what it might happen because it makes sense it's going to give a little bit more room for those sponsors i'm all for it i really don't care where the number is at just as long as there's a number there and i can see the numbers on the car you can you could you could put it like all the way in the back um or all the way in the front i don't care so it's happening change is coming just like the next generation car is coming i think it's gonna look sharp with the number pushed a little bit back who knows? What do you guys think? I'm sure I'm going to hear all about it. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about it. We're going to see a lot about it on Facebook. And people are going to cry about it. But you know what? I really don't care. I like the way it looks. And so do a lot of other people. We'll be right back. And we'll talk about this day in NASCAR history. Right after this. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on, fans of the Wave Round? As you may or may not know... I love collecting diecast, especially NASCAR diecast. And I know a lot of you out there do as well. You like going after the DIN numbers, the door numbers, the DIN number ones. You like getting all the cool special finishes. You like getting your autographs and you just like collecting in general. Well, let me tell you about a sale that my friends over at Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia are having right now. They got this cool sale that ends on May 25th. All right, if you buy one 124 diecast from them, they will give you a free 164. That's right. You get yourself buy one 124 diecast and you'll get a 1 over 64 diecast for free. How, you might ask? All you have to do is use the code THEWAVEAROUND. It's one word in caps, THEWAVEAROUND, at checkout. Sale ends May 25th, so make sure you hit that up before May 25th. Once again, if you buy one 124 diecast, you'll get you a 1 over 64 diecast for free using the code, in all caps, one word, THEWAVEAROUND, by May 25th. Go to sandwichmanracing.com and take part of this great sale right now. Pre-orders are excluded from this sale. So remember, it is sandwichmanracing.com. All right, all right, it's my favorite segment. It is time for Cup Winners. That's right. Cup winners. These are all the drivers that have won a race on May 23rd because, as you know, the next cup race is May 23rd down there in Austin, Texas. God bless Texas. I miss that state. Greatest state in the union. They're racing on May 23rd. So here we go. In 1948, we had three different races held on May 23rd. We had Gober Sosby in Macon, Georgia. Bill Blair won in Danville, Virginia, and then Johnny Rogers in Dover, New Jersey. Not Delaware, but New Jersey. 
In 1954, Lee Petty won himself a race on May 23rd in Sharon, Pennsylvania. In 1965, Fred Lorenzen won him the World 600 in Charlotte, North Carolina. And in 1971, Bobby Isaac won him a race on May 23rd in Kingsport, Tennessee. And that's it. Wow. We just had one, two, three, four, five, six drivers. That is the shortest list I've had so far. But guess what? It's a new track next week. So your guess is as good as mine on who we're going to add to this May 23rd list. Ladies and gentlemen, those were drivers that have won a race on the next upcoming cup date race. We'll be right back with bold predictions right after this. Here we go, folks. Bold predictions for the Circuit of the Americas race. I have not picked a winner. I doubt if I picked a winner again this week, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Chase Elliott, the king of road courses. He um, he likes to show up when uh, we haven't raced there before. Like last year, we never raced on the Daytona road course, and he won the Daytona road course, which was like filling in for Watkins Glen. But look for Chase Elliott to win or Martin Truex Jr. Those are my two picks. What do you think? That's what I think. Maybe I'll have a winner. Maybe I won't. But you're just going to have to watch and find out. This season has been so freaking crazy. I'm enjoying this season. I know everybody else is. With that being said, let's go ahead and close out this show, folks. Thank you guys so, so very much once again for taking time out of your busy day to join me on the Wave Around. We're making this bigger and better if you haven't joined the Sandwich Shop Facebook group, join it. If you haven't joined the Wave Around Facebook group, join it. And you can look for me to interact with you guys on the daily. We, uh, we're going to have some special guests coming up soon. Uh, some of you fans are going to be on the show. I've had some people reach out to me. So it's going to be exciting. So as always, I like to close out with this. Guys, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. All right, do a random deed for a stranger or someone in need. And now this week, just just write something, you know, look at your your significant other and just tell them why you appreciate them so much. If you have if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband, wife, or just a partner, just let them know how much you appreciate them. You know, we we take our partners for granted, we take our spouses for granted. So let's go ahead and thank them. For what they do, say something nice about them. Show them, you know, say something nice about them. Show them like a, something like n- find out what their love language is or something like that, you know, and just take care of them. You know, I like to like to end my episodes on a positive note. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I look forward to talking to everybody next week. Another episode will be coming up. And if you haven't or n- no, if you if you haven't heard, I will be on Facebook Live tomorrow. Uh, just you know, answering some questions, getting to know some of you fans out there. So that is it. I'm out of here. Peace and love. And once again, like I say, always, always, like I say every week, let's go chase. I'm J-Mac. I'm out of here and we'll talk to you later. 